Welcome everybody to Success Stories. Our guest today is Peter Watkins, founder and owner of Sete Neckties. Peter, welcome. Thank you. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background. I know you set, you started Sete Neckties when you were at the White House. And uh, tell us, start from the beginning, when you're working okay. for President Bush. Yep. And how did you get into selling ties? Sure. Well, so um, I actually uh, spent five and a half years working for President Bush in Washington and um, had a lot of experiences. And on one of the trips, I was with President Bush in Rome. And uh, I, we were at a meeting with Silvio Berlusconi, the Prime Minister of Italy. And I was one of the staff kind of hanger on our guys in the background. And I met the personal time maker to the Prime Minister of Italy. Wow. And I thought this was really cool that the Prime Minister didn't buy ties from a store. He had a guy that made ties for him to give to people. Well, if you're Berlusconi, you can do that. If you're Berlusconi, you have all the money in the world, and you and and you, you can have any brand you want, in, including all the best Italian brands. Uh -huh. And he has his own guy make ties. And so I thought, this is a really cool concept. I, I knew sort of the market in Washington, D.C., and um, that people liked, well, first of all, they wear ties in Washington, D.C. still, and in New York, and um, some of the bigger cities, and uh, second of all, that they're always looking for something, what's whatever you know, something new, nice, different from what other people have. And so um, I had this idea that I wanted to get back to Italy somehow. I wanted to get something going, have a reason to go there, and um, you know, uh, ties were easy enough to make. I'm not, I, have, I don't have a background in fashion, uh, um, and ties are basically, you know. One piece of silk and, you know, How one size fits all. Right. I, I mean, it's not, it's, not, it's not like shirts or pants or shoes or things where you're figuring out sizes. And, and you really have to stay on top of trends. Mm -hmm. um, the audience uh, that we were kind of seeking after was more of a traditional, where you can do traditional, um, traditional designs, but, but um, you know, kind of put your own finishing touches on it. And so... That's, uh, that's kind of where it came from. It, and it really, the short answer is I wanted a, a, an excuse to go to Italy. <laughs> that's, a great, so, that's a great excuse. Right. By the way, you speak Italian. I speak Italian. You yep. spent some uh -huh. time, in, time in Italy, mm -hmm. more Italian. So you speak molto bene. <clears throat> so let's, let's take a look Probably. at your tie, the presentation. Right. So if I order a tie on setteneckties.com. <clears throat> Setteneckwear.com. Neckwear, or okay. tie. We have about 10 you domains. Can, okay, all so direct. I'll go to the same place. Yeah. So this is what I get, right? Uh -huh. Let's just do the... Uh, unwrapping the presentation okay so this is pretty uh this is pretty impressive yes you don't get this at men's Oops. warehouse it's a regular um okay so this is a card that's got about the tie the name of the tie yep so so we wanted to, the ties to be kind of considered first of all yeah i understand that, that the especially in the business marketplace ties are not worn anymore i mean you know right. once a week Ties are worn when the occasion demands respect. When you're at a high-rated podcast interview, <laughs> if you are at a wedding, if you're at a funeral, if you're at a church service, you, if the occasion demands respect, you'll wear a necktie. And so we wanted to make the ultimate accessory for when the occasion requires respect. And so we nice. wanted to, the price point, the, the, the thought, the branding, everything that we wanted to put into it, we spent a ton of time considering uh, down to the bow of the boxes. This is a, this is an Italian, traditional Italian feature. Um, some of the Chinese-made boxes, you'll see that they'll do like a snap or a magnet. But the traditional Italian way is a ribbon. 
And so um, that was that was one thing. Uh, okay, and how you, did you design the box? How did you choose this box? We, well, so I spent a ton, I spent about two weeks in Italy going up and down the country and buying research. Trying to find the best tie. I wanted to find the best. And almost every shop I went to, and this is a very Italian, uh, I would say, I'd go in, who makes the best tie, Mr. Small, small tie shop owner guy? And he would always say, well, I do. Of course. But who also, yeah, yeah. He, was, he would always say, well, I do. And I said, well, who makes second best? And they would say, Marinella. It's a brand from Naples, um, Maurizio Marinella. And so, it, I mean, this happened 10 times. So we went, I said, I got to find the Marinella. I went down to Marinella in Napoli, expecting like it was like this holy grail of the, the Italian neckties. And um, I, I'm, I'm in shorts, a t-shirt, it's 200 degrees outside, I'm sweating. Walk in, you know, and I, I say, you know, I, I want to check out the ties and like this is the experience and it's a cool little shop, not bigger than this room. And, uh, and the guy helping me, he's asking me questions, where are you from, blah, blah, blah. And, and then I finally say, you know, um, so this Marinella guy, is he still around? And the guy said, yeah. I said, well, could I meet him? He's like, it's me. Oh, really? He's working <laughs> said, the shop. He's working the shop. And I said, you're Mr. Marinella? Yeah. And uh, so we're chatting and, and I tell him that I'm exploring and I'm trying to find, you know, I want to make a, a, a Thai company kind of fashioned out for some of the Italian brands. I said, well, you should see my shop then and see how I make him. And I was like, okay. And we, you know, he takes me back. We go down the street. We take a tour of his facilities. You know, I mean, I mean this is a, this is a, anyone that's sort of into lifestyle fashion and knows, neck, neckwear knows that this is like the guy. Okay. Um, and um, anyway, couldn't have been nicer. Uh, we had an issue with our hotel where we, I did a hotels.com kind of dive place and it was a disaster and Mr. Manel, no, you can't stay there and he sets me up gets wow. out the phone book sounds like an Italian though oh You're total so nice. Italian yeah set, gets out the phone book hang on wait where are you stay I mean I'm just some guy up the street that's looking to be his competitor and he rolls out the red carpet for me and so I think for this for the purpose of this podcast I think what I learned from that is is that you know a rising tide raises all boats like he was not threatened he shouldn't be threatened first of all but he was not threatened, and he uh, was more than um, generous with his time, his knowledge, his expertise, and he gave me a tie. He's like, wow. you can't leave here without a free tie. Like, gives me one of his, and I think they're about 150 bucks or so. And uh, that experience taught me that you know, like, that's the way to go. Don't be cutthroat and a jerk. Be be someone that, uh, like. For me, I'll, I'll never say a bad word about Marinella. I'll never, you know, like like if 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 I weren't gonna buy a sette, I would buy a Marinella. Like that's that's, that's great. The type of that's guy. great. Yeah, that's really good advice. Yeah. So you so you so anyway, long story short, we looked at a lot of his packaging and things, and we we did some we did some adjustments. We made the boxes a little heftier, a little bit more like a gift, a little bit more like the experience. Okay. Yeah, that is pretty. Yeah. Feels pretty solid. And this fell out is the name of the tie. So and the number. What like is, so every tie and. Uh, we, we put a number, like a piece of art. Like, so we only make, uh, we have three lines, and, and in this particular line is a classic sette, a sevenfold, and we make 21, and after 21, we kill You only the, make 21 of each 20 tie? Of each tie. And this is number seven. And that's number seven. 21. Yeah, and we kill the design after that. 
Okay. Yep. And this just tells about what the tie is. Right. We want people to, a lot of times people purchase a set day for a gift. Uh, you're an attorney and you want a case or something and your client just paid you a ton of money and you're like, uh, I can't get him wine or chocolates or whatever. I'll get him a tie. Right. Tie's a great gift, by the way, for anyone, because again, you're going to have an occasion that requires respect. And so, uh, when they get it, we want them to know what it's all about. And so the card kind of just describes how the tie was made just uh, a little bit more about the experience okay. that they get. So before we, before we unbox this, okay. explain the name, Set Day. You mentioned it a little bit. How did you so get Set that Day name? is Italian for seven, and uh, the number seven. And we, again, when I was launching the business, I knew that I wouldn't be able to sort of just compete on just making a tie and selling it to the masses. I wanted it to be uh, different. And so I, I, I researched and found that there's a way to make ties called a sevenfold tie. And a sevenfold tie is literally just that. It has, it's, it's made from one big piece of silk and there are seven creases if you were to open up the tie. You can see that. Um, and, and hence the name sevenfold. And so sete comes from that term. It also comes from the way that, uh, how we um, individually number them. And so. A pure sete is where we only make seven. Uh, a classic sete will make 21. And now we have a new collection called the Como Collection, and we make 77 of those. Mm, okay, so, cool. So did you- Price points vary. How did you, how did you set up those specific price points and the brands? Is that just something you wanted to differentiate yourself with? Or was yes. there some- I, I, th I think so. Um, you know, they're not cheap to make. You know, there's there. It's it's definitely an, an experience. Um, if you own a pure sete, you you know that you're in a club with seven other people. Um, Do you give out the numbers of the other six so they can keep in touch? We've considered that you can really? register your tie online. Yeah. I, I, no, we don't give out the numbers, but like in terms of sort of whisper marketing, uh, I've let people know what times they bought a tie or somehow. That you know, maybe someone like President Clinton owns one of these seven ties, oh, really? or cool. uh, you know, other people that that kind of help validate the brand. So it's not just creating scarcity; it's setting up the brand and setting up the exclusivity. Absolutely. Uh, of the tie. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. So um, that's tricky because that, that can that has to be done sort of word of mouth. You don't, and you don't want to be totally blatant where it's kind of over the top like Bill Clinton has this tie you, you want to be right. a little bit more subtle about it but but there's ways and 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 um, you know at times yeah it, it, it can be really effective or sometimes it can backfire so you Have gotta you be backfire before well some people don't like some of the people that wear the tie Oh, okay. So, like, for example, Bill O'Reilly, Fox News, has right. worn a few of them. And, and I, I, I had a purchase. I actually um, sold some ties to the wardrobe. I didn't know this at the time, but every, uh, every um, big network uh, news program has a, has a wardrobe person. Mm -hmm. And their job is to buy. They have a budget. They buy stuff. And so it's actually a pretty good wholesale client. Yeah. And um, so I sell to Fox News in New York, and I was watching, and I saw Bill O'Reilly uh, wearing one of the ties that we sold to Fox. And I was like, "This is great!" And I considered, and, and now don't get me wrong, like you, you, he's he's a big deal, and he's the highest rated cable news show. 
but he's a polarizing person. Right. And right. so, uh, you know, I, we were really happy. And, and if, if somehow someone who's connected to Bill Riley sees this, we would love him to wear more ties. <laughs> but right, he's got a big audience. He's got so, a big audience. So what did you do? How did you capitalize that? And how did it go back? Uh, more word of mouth than, than so we didn't okay. go over the so top. So you didn't put and, it on your website and say Bill or tweet it or Facebook. Or at whatever. that point, we didn't. Okay. Yeah, not not to say we wouldn't do it in the future because we have used people on because so another part of my kind of thought in the terms of brand validating is really on a daily basis the only the people you see wearing ties are on the news or in politics right and that's sort of my background with media and politics um and so i've tried to leverage that community to get them worn on television so that you sort of start seeing there was a, a belief that the president of the United States, and this goes back to many presidents, to JFK, uh, sets trends in 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 um, conservative men's formal wear. In fact, it's it's sort of widely reported in research that the 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 death of the top hat came when JFK didn't wear one to his presidential inauguration. Oh, really? If you look at the pictures that ask not what you can do for your country, or what your country can do for you, if you look at those pictures. Um, You'll see everyone's got a top hat except the president. And, you know, top hats were killed at that point. So my point my point being is that presidents drive trends in neckwear. And, okay. and, and that was part of the reason I wanted to kind of push it forward. Okay, very cool. Okay, so let's uh, let's unbox this. Okay. This is this is an experience. Okay. So handmade in Como, Italy. Yep. Uh, near George, George Clooney's house. That's right, right? yes. I've been to Como, great, great place. Yeah, and, and there are worse places to go if you're if you're thinking about a product to start um, than Como. Wow, this is very cool. I don't know if you can see that, but they're little sevens. So you have there. one of our definite proprietary designs. Stripes, hard to hard to, to be proprietary about stripes, but the sevens, that's 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 one of our branding tags. Wow, that is amazing. That's such a cool uh, It's an autumn cool color, autumn sevens, so okay. The time of year. And then on the back, there are no tags. And then it's it's engraved in the tie, and it has a number seven. Right. And then it's got no liner because it's the sevenfold. And then the last thing that that we that definitely stands us apart from other neckwear is um, this is called the bar tack that holds the tie together. And we had the idea to do a seven in the bar tack. So a traditional tie will just have a kind of a okay, you know, very cool. Some, some, something to keep the tie. So this is made in, in, in Como, Italy. How did you, how did you establish that relationship? What do you have there? Do you have a factory? Like how did you, how did you go from the idea of making ties to making ties in Como? Um, well, so Como traditionally has been the sort of, um, I don't say headquarters, but, but the Mm -hmm. largest, uh, silk producing area in Italy for forever. Um, that's changed over the years with China and other markets sort of coming up and making their own production, but um, for a long time Como was was it, and that was their that was their thing. Um, still, some of the most famous brands, you know, Gucci, Ferragamo, every, you know, Louis Vuitton, every, everything that uh, that that you've heard of are still sort of produced there in some of these silk mills. And so I uh, had an introduction and um, had hired and worked with a former designer from Robert Talbot Neckwear, and that's an American neckwear brand. And um, he, we went, we went to Italy, and uh, he, we made some. He made the introductions to some of the silk mills, 
and we went from there. Okay. So, wow. Just yeah. networking yep. and finding networking. the right person to hook but up. But you'd be surprised. I mean, uh, you know, if you have, like, you can, you can knock on doors and, mm-hmm. and you can, re- and the re- it's, it's, it's readily available, you know, who makes the best. And you, you want to find out. I remember the day we went to make our first collection, it, um, I was walking into the mill and uh, to the design room and a guy from, think I want to say Ferragamo was coming out and I was like I'm making the same as Ferragamo <laughs> this is great so uh, you're a big deal now yeah <laughs> meaning like like the quality is validated right so right. so that that was big to me because I, I didn't I wanted to make the very very best I, I I'm, I'm not this is a more of a lifestyle business for me and it's not um it's not about volume, and it's not a so I, the price point really was um, sort of in the consideration, but not the primary. The primary consideration was how do I make the the very best neckwear, very best tie. And how do you manage the quality if it's being made overseas, whether it's in Italy or China or yeah. Bulgaria? How do you how do you manage that, and how did you set that up from the very beginning? Did you get samples to start yeah, with and samples. go back and forth? We got samples, and and we had the brand reputation and, and and because they had you know they've been making Gucci ties and, and these these famous brands like I felt pretty comfortable mm-hmm. um, we did l- small batch orders at first just to test it out and make sure we, we had the right um, you know the right feel right. and everything it's it's hard I I haven't made you know uh, I still like I feel like we're still working on like I, I think the, the best tie in the world or the perfect tie it might be more of an idea than than an actual thing because it's so such a personal mm-hmm. accessory, right? Um, you know, suits are pedestrian, ties are personal, right? That a tie is really what makes your suit. Yep, it's what makes your whole outfit, and it tells you everything about the person that's wearing it. You know, right. if it's if it's a tie with a stain on it, what are you thinking about that guy? <laughs> you know, doofus. <laughs> doofus. You know, I mean, it, it says it says more about the whole wardrobe. I think. Than, than just about anything, maybe the shoes, but um, I think in terms of especially formal wear. So you, you did something a little different than most startups where a lot of startups will find a problem, identify a problem in the market, and then make yeah. a product or right. service that solves that problem, but you kind of looked at a commodity yeah. and changed it from a commodity into something like yeah. a piece of art. Yeah, no, and, and I think like if you were looking for the problem thing, maybe the problem is... Uh, I, I want to get something nice, a, a nice, a nice gift, or um, you know, where's all these ties are the same when I go to the department store, what, you know. So, but but it's probably more to what your point was. It's more of a yeah, something okay, yeah, making something nice, different way to do it. Yeah. Okay, so once you've got the manufacturing all ready to go, how did you get your your first customer, and yeah. who was the first customer? So, the, I spent a lot of time telling people about it. And, and that's part of the thing is telling your own story. Um, my first customer was a college roommate. <laughs> so, and he's a, he's, he's a banker and he wears okay. ties. And, but these aren't cheap. How much is this tie? Or $265. Generally? And he spent wow. a lot of money. And, and, and uh, it's, it's, it, entrepreneurs know that, that the people that help you early on are not forgotten. I mean, it, it really like... Every single, even to this day, every single one of my customers, I, I, it's this level of appreciation. Like you can't describe it because it's, 
it's such a great feeling. Um, I tell people who, I, I heard this from a, a, another retailer who told me that retail is like a drug. I mean, it feels so good when you make a sale. Like, ah, yes, someone just paid, you know, what? blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then when it's not going well, it's, it's a downer. You're like, where are the sales? Where did everybody go? Yeah. And so um, um, we, 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 we've tried out a number of different marketing strategies, you know, um, Distribution is primarily online, so we have to get traffic to our site. We have to get specific traffic to our site. Um, we we have advertised and done deals with um, niche magazines. One's called Leaders Magazine, and it's read by people in New York. Um, Leaders. <clears throat> Politico uh, has been really good to us. It's a it's a DC based oh, yeah. uh, um, for for people in politics, people lobbyists, and people like that. So so. So did of, you buy ad space, or did you? I saw an interview that they did with you and leaders. Did was yeah. that for lead generation, or did you buy an ad? That was both? PR. My background's in PR, okay. and we pitched them, and they thought it was a good story. And so, uh, you know, that was part part of the strategy has always been sort of relying heavily on the natural um, contacts and network of people that I know in in, in communications in media. Uh, in politics, and so, um, so that 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 was that was the initial launch. Um, PR can be fleeting, though. You, you get this big hit, and then and then you know people get. So you have to kind of always try to come up with a new angle, a new story, a new idea. Fortunately for gifting and for neckwear, it's nice how the year breaks down. You know, you've got Valentine's Day followed by uh, Easter. Followed by Father's Day, and you go into the fall. You know, you got college, high school graduation. You know, there's always sort of a a, a built-in right. natural um, reason to, to to bug people about with your marketing efforts. You know. So that's how you started. Is you just started calling your friends and family, saying, "Yeah, I want we, you to buy one of my ties and we, support we, me." We we put I, we started building email lists and just blasted it, and and um, we have a pretty good database of of, of qualified potential customers and um, you know I was looking to grow it but uh, you know I, I think gosh in this day and age with, with social media and, and all these different ways where people can learn about your product it's you know it's it, the squeaky wheel gets or squeaky well, squeaky squeaky wheel, gets, wheel the grease. gets the grease yeah there's a lot of noise out there how do you a lot of noise. cut through it is it the story would you say that telling a story and having a differentiating product is how you get I think through so it? um you know the reaction i generally get is how much is it right and and that piques interest like why is this tie three hundred dollars or two you know and it's and then when you sort of peel back the layers and you explain that it's this process that it's one of a kind that it's that it's there's a story behind it that there's packaging involved that it's an experience like oh okay and then you go in and you go into some of the higher end stores and you see that you know this table full of ties and they're two hundred fifty bucks at, you know, if you walk into Saks Fifth Avenue or any of these big nice department stores and you think well those don't even have a story behind them so maybe right, they're just get, ties right so so once you kind of peel back the onion. So, but you also said something interesting twice. You said qualified customers. Yeah. You had a nice list of qualified customers. So you're qualifying the people. You're targeting in on the people that want your ties and would spend yeah. two hundred sixty five dollars. I mean, we, I, it's not a. I, it's, it's not for everybody. We have to be re realistic. I'm not going to sell two hundred sixty five dollar ties to every single human on the planet. It's not that type of. I, I get right. it. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, it's not that type of 
type of product and nor is it meant to be um and so when i say qualified i mean people who are actually interested you know in neckwear interested you know have have a sort of a set level of income that could afford uh spending this much money on an accessory um and you know sort of three or four different notches mm-hmm. down that, that makes them a qualified potential target okay. customer so have you done things in pr that haven't worked as far as getting yeah. your story out yeah we've we've you know you would be surprised at how many fashion bloggers there are who will hit you up for product and say, hey, I'll review your product and I have a lot of, I have a great list of readers and, and you're like, okay, yeah, that's great. You know, we always, you know, we're willing to, we're willing to um, spend, you know, the expense on the product to get more, more ideas and more customers, more eyeballs. Mm-hmm. And one time we had a guy that, I can't, I can't remember how it was, but, but he, he ended up giving us sort of snarky negative review and and that's fine i mean i, I come from i i understand journalism and this idea that, that you know you have to be critical and and, and a critic right. and 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 I, but i didn't understand he took the free product and so uh, uh you know i heard from other people that he had reviewed that that he sort of held it as a bounty and you know that he would take it down if you paid him or you know that type of thing that's and weird. so um i just thought that was low in the sense that I'm, you know, like, I get he wants to tell his customers, you know, what he thought, but at the same time, you know, maybe he could have been a little bit more transparent about his, uh, right. so that was, that was a backfire. So how do you qualify when you're doing PR and you're giving free products to people, how do you qualify them to know that they have a big enough list and that they're credible and then they're going to yeah. be good um, for your brand? You have to dig. I mean, you know, public publicists will, before you put your client out in front of news media you need to know what kind of articles they write you right. know I mean think about like take for example like a like a Borat type of interview the people that go on that have terrible publicists because if they they're blindsided know, they don't they're see blindsided, it coming right so you like do some research right and and uh you know or maybe they did want to make a fool of themselves so I don't know on the Borat movie but uh um uh yeah I mean research and, and know what you're getting into right okay in the case of that blogger that was bad research yeah. and that actually happened kind of close to the launch time and it was just okay yeah great here and, and that was my bad good lesson though very good lesson so Expensive after lesson. Ex- yeah after after i less after i buy a tie or any of the customers buy a tie how do you take care of those customers how do you remarket to them yeah because i imagine if you're going to buy one you're going to buy 10 yeah over the course of a year so how do you that's the hope how do you keep them coming back yeah and take care of them yeah, uh, someone told me once, and I totally agree with it. It's great to have a customer. It's way better to have a repeat customer. And so um, you have I we we typically the volume's low enough that we can do handwritten notes, and we have we have some nice flat cards on nice stationery and, and like a a genuinely nice like we really appreciate you taking the time and being a part of the Sete family. Um, uh, you know. We, we offer we have offered um, kind of referral codes and 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 other things like that um, did that work well those have worked medium okay. you, you alienate people who are mad that they're the you know, there, there's a certain segment of your customer base that will say well why are you offering discounts like it's already 200 bucks don't you know right especially for a premium product like that yeah and then on the other hand product moves when you when you when you knock off a little bit 
And so it, it, it's really, really difficult for me to say. And, and, and I know there are people who are much more um, talented at, at navigating that. But um, I, I think in terms of keeping, you know, hand-to-hand -hand combat with the customers is important, especially at, at this price point. And so if someone doesn't like something or, you know, they, they find a, a, a thread or something, you know, let's, let's exchange it. You'll you know? take anything kind of, back? Yeah, you know, within reason. Right. I mean, we have, I think, I, I'll have to check the side. I think it's 30-day or 60-day. I mean, as long as it's not, like, crumpled up into a ball and, right. you know. Uh, but, but at the same time, like, you know, if they're willing to take a chance, um, you know, we're willing to also invest the time in it. I mean, like, kind of like a Zappos model or a right, Nordstrom. Yeah. I mean, those are clearly successful um, companies. So. so if I buy a tie then and I buy it on the site... When should I expect to hear from you, and how often over the next we year? We ship same day. Uh, rare occasions, I mean, maybe on the weekend or something where the post isn't working, but um, you'll you'll get it'll go fast. And um, depending on you know, I mean, typical five day ground shipping or whatever. But um, and then after I mean, that, after I've got after I've received the tie, then when am I going to hear from you again? You'll hear from me. Uh, you know that's a, that's a good question because we haven't done a ton of how did you like the tie. Sometimes it's 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 a, like you send it and you're like kind of wincing like I hope you like it type of thing because because really, you, really you, you you put so much personal effort and energy into it. Um, uh, you know I have a, a different databases you know customers people who visited the site because the site can sometimes people will sign up for the newsletter or what or you know add their email. Uh, and then you have sort of the, the grown. And so when you go to the customers only, the, the information I send them is usually very personalized. If I'm coming to the, so I'll do trunk shows. And so if I'm coming to the area, I'll email them personally and say, hey, Mr. Jones, uh, we'll be at the Mayflower Hotel in Washington, D.C. Okay. In, in a month and we'd love to see you. And meet so you it's very person. specific, very personalized. You're not just putting yep. them on an autoresponder. To get no. a newsletter every no, month no, no. or something. No, very... I mean we have you know we have some email marketing that we've done time to time, but I'm I'm pretty careful about it because, you know it's 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 a lot of it's we're 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 more of a quality and and than a than a, than a quantity. Right. I mean, we're not. We're definitely not a volume. Do you send anything out like before Father's Day or before absolutely graduation? Yep. So yep. those are kind of the touch yep. points yep. when you know that people are going to be in the absolutely in yep. the buying mood. Yep. And then how do you do you Expand different product types of products. You talked about the seven yeah. and the yep. twenty-one and the yep. seventy-seven. Yep. And are you making bow ties and skinny ties? Yeah. And that's the how do you, Or yeah. do you just focus on what you're doing? No, I've had a lot of feedback, and the market, you know, dictates fashion. <laughs> yeah. I mean, probably. I mean, as you're much calling or, Anna Wintour. Like, yeah. Every, well, as much or more than any industry, you know, it is still technically in the fashion industry, and so you have to stay current. And um, neckwear has gone slim. If you see someone with a tie over three and a half inches, three and a quarter inches right now, you can say, you bought that in the 90s. I mean, really? I mean, yeah, how, yeah. How wide is this? This is three and a quarter. Okay, so yeah, I'm good. So this is, you're good. You're yeah, good. Okay. But when you see someone, you'll watch the news and you'll see like the local weather guy and you'll be like, oh, hard times for him. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, no. Another dude, he doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> no, I mean, it says something about the person again. Right. You know, he hasn't bought a tie in 20 years. That's great. Fine. But that's the type of guy he is. That's... Not a judgment. It's just more of an uh, observation. But kind of a judgment. Kind of a judgment. It right. is 
Yeah. Uh, but no. Um, so anyway, to that point, we are going to introduce uh, slim neckwear, sete slims. Keep the seven folds, but um, keep uh, make a make a, a line of slim ties that uh, will have the sete branding, the woven logos, the numbering, the bar tacks, um, and so kind of staying in the in the sete. What about bow ties? Bow ties, I I don't know. I try to only buy product that I would wear, and so okay. That's that's just kind of. You know, it's again, it's a lifestyle business. It's for me to get to Italy, it's, it, uh, and so um, I, I'll never say never. But and the company is Sete Neckwear, so technically bow ties are in their family. Right. But uh, we're not there yet. Okay. And pocket squares, maybe. Yeah, I was going to ask you: yeah. Have you thought about expanding to pocket squares yep. or shirts? Yep. And why or why why would you not do that? Watches. You know, there are a lot of accessories yep. that go with ties. Yep. What are your th- what's your thought process around expanding beyond well, just neckwear? So the best business advice I got was don't grow too fast, and and meaning like, just it, it's I'm don't I don't want to give anyone the impression that we're about to take over Ralph Lauren. We're <laughs> we're a small brand, right? But uh, and, and and sort of by design, like I'm not ready to take on more stuff and more investment that that you know could could you know, fall the drop of a hat. And so, um, and I think that's, you know, you'll see neckwear brands, you know, um, that used to be $200. You, you could, you'll see them at Nordstrom Rack for $20. Right. And you wonder like, what? What happened? What happened? They're selling in Kmart now. Or yeah. The they, tar- they, or I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't see that happening. Uh, and, and I don't, I don't well, like, like that. Like Pierre Cardin used to be really big yeah. in the eighties, early nineties. Yeah. And now they sell, they sell, sell a target yeah. for and, very and, cheap. Because they, pro- I mean, and, and, and I'm sure they make a lot of money selling a Target, and that, that's fine, and that's a totally different game plan for them than me. But they so. were forced to change their market because they didn't keep up. Yeah, yeah, and, and they probably, I mean, I don't know, I haven't researched their company, but, um, you know, my guess is, yeah, that they, they were just still looking, they they had investment, they had they had to pay the invest. I mean, they had to get cash flow going, and, and so. Um, so have you taken on investment or done this all bootstrapping? Boost, yeah. Okay. And why did you do it that way? Um, because I didn't want to lose anyone else's money, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> <Not> to, uh, <laughs> you want to be able to sleep well at night. I, I wanted to be able to sleep well at night. And, and, you know, you lose your own money. Yeah, you don't sleep well at night anyway. But, but if you lose someone else's I, and and maybe that's a terrible way to look at it. I know everyone is supposed to be like the eternal optimist. I'm more of a realist. I was going to say the best advice I got was just to go slow. An 8% growth over 10 years is phenomenal yeah you'll double and and yeah you'll double and so like yeah would it be great if if like a big brand came to me and said hey we, we love your brand sure I mean, but to me that feels more like a lottery than a reality right okay so you go for the singles a lot um, of singles and not just for one home run make people happy make, make the best product and get to italy that's that that's been that's been sort of the goals of the company okay that may change over time and and you know I think if the right investor came along, again, I don't want to shut that door, but if it was the, an investor who who had specific skill set, specific distribution points, and, and it made all, and everything made sense, then you know maybe we'd go that, okay. down that road. Are there any entrepreneurs or startups or big companies like Zappos that you look up to or that you yeah. take lessons from <clears throat> or in regards to branding or the yeah. unboxing or anything? Yeah, 
Yeah, lots. I mean, I mentioned the Marinella brand in Italy. Um, I, um, in terms of e-commerce, um, there are a few companies that have done well. There's a shirt, shirt maker called Leadberry. They're in Richmond, Virginia, who I, I've really looked up to and admired how they've, they've, they've done it. Um, Bonobos, I thought, has done a really good job. Um, these are all sort of um, men's fashion e-commerce sites. Uh, Mr. Porter and the Netta Porter family is obviously kind of the gold standard. Um, and what are they doing that you like? I think their branding is really good. Their content on their site, it's ex you go to their websites for more of an, an experience than to shop. And I, I, I definitely don't do a good enough job with that. Okay, great. We'll have to check out those sites. Yeah. And so to wrap up, if you had to give advice to any entrepreneur, whether they're starting or they have an existing business, what would you tell somebody? Um, good question. Be careful. Um, you know, make sure. I, I, I think the best advice I've ever given or heard is you have to want to get out of bed. <laughs> That's it. It's hard to wake up in the morning. Do you want to get up and do this, whatever you're doing? And if you don't, then you're doing the wrong thing. You know, I mean, that's great just, advice. That's a simple answer. Great advice. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. Thank Peter. you. It's been a great thanks. discussion. Thanks. Appreciate it. And thanks for the tie. You bet. All the, all the, all the, uh, all your viewers, check us out. <laughs> and we'll we'll link in the sh in the show notes on the page. Thank you.